With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs with you here once again. And, uh, well, that sucked. (laughs) That may be just the intro for these Instant Reaction Podcasts. after I do a few more of them, uh, a 21 to 20 Northwestern win in Kinnick Stadium. Northwestern moves to 2-0. Iowa moves to 0-2 for the first time since 2000. This is just not a very good football team right now. It just isn't. This offense uh, has no identity and uh, and is not playing well. Can't move the ball. Uh, capitalize on a couple of early turnovers by Northwestern, and that's really the only reason Iowa was in this game. I tweeted midway through the fourth quarter, you know, Iowa down by one, had several possessions when they were down by one. Uh, and I asked, you know, how, what does it feel like Iowa is down by? They were down by one. It felt like they were down by three scores. I mean, at no point did you feel like Iowa was going to win that game late you know, in, in the fourth quarter. Uh, essentially, once Northwestern took that lead, uh, Iowa really never threatened again. All you had to do was get into Keith Duncan range, and, and they weren't able to do it. And it's just it's it's really disappointing. Um, Spencer Petrus just doesn't look crisp at all. Does you know has very little touch. It seems um, not not a lot of poise. Um, I'm not a brilliant football mind, and so I let people who are, uh, you know, let let us know whether nobody was getting open, whether that's a a problem with I uh, was play calling and scheming, or whether Petrus isn't seeing the open guys. I mean, he certainly didn't see Nico Regani running wide open down the field uh, because he was flushed out of the pocket. Uh, so not a lot of poise there and just not very much touch. Uh, a couple of the interceptions off hands, off the hands of, you know, Sam Laporta, this you can't throw it that hard. You got to throw it on the money. Um, you know, it's this historic offense that we talked about all off season. These amount of weapons uh, that that Iowa has, just none of them are being utilized, and none of them have are having any success. Uh, you throw the ball 50 times and you run the ball 23 times. That's just not a – in a game that you lose by one, that's just not a, a recipe for success at Iowa. It never really has been. Um, I'm not sure exactly what their offensive identity is right now. Uh, whatever it is, it's not a good one. Spencer Peaches, 26 of 50, 216 yards. Had the nice touchdown early in the game uh, right away after – Northwestern muffed a punt, and Iowa got the ball back and, and threw it to Brandon Smith in the end zone. A great throw, great catch. That's would love to see that. So I had the one touchdown, but Petrus had three interceptions today, including the the one that iced the game for Northwestern late there. Peyton Ramsey, 11 of 18, just 130 yards, seven-yard seven average, um, and one pick. You know, you look at the average, Iowa throws the ball, they complete 26 passes for a 4.3-yard average. How many times have we seen Iowa on third and four throw a three-yard out? Third and eight, throw a six-yard slant. It's just it gets it's very very frustrating, and 
I don't know, man. You just don't see a fix for it right now. This is just not a good football team, and there's just not enough time for them not to be good. Uh, the season's a quarter over. Two of your eight games are in the books, and, and they're losses, and these are two games that almost everybody had chalked up as wins. Now, yeah, they're against teams that have done well against Iowa historically and certainly recently, and uh, not games that anybody thought would be cakewalks, I don't think, but to, to be 0-2 now uh, at schedule where you haven't even really gotten to the tough part of it uh, is really... <sighs> It, it's it's really f- frustrating and sickening. It makes you sick to your stomach because you see a Michigan State team that got housed by Rutgers week one. You think that's an automatic win. Well, then they come back this week and they beat Michigan. Yeah, it's a big rivalry game. They probably got up for that. But now they, they have a big win under their belt and they're going to come into Kinnick Stadium with a head full of steam. And you've got an Iowa team that has to feel terrible about how they're playing. Uh, hasn't scored in the second half in like seven Big Ten games. Chad Lysico had those stats all week. It's just incredible incredible how bad they've been in the second half and has no identity right now and certainly doesn't feel any confidence um so this is uh this is bad for Iowa Uh, you're gonna start to get some some real difficult questions and I'm not gonna be the one asking them just yet Uh, but they are going to be asked about the culture of this program and whether or not the team is together, what's what's going on behind the scenes? Does Kirk Ferentz have control of this? Is he going to be able to get through this? Again, I'm not I'm not saying anything one way or the other because it's too early, I think, to have some of those conversations. But people are going to be asking those things. People are going to be asking, where's the toughness? Where's the discipline? How much of that was Chris Doyle? How much of that was the Iowa way? I'm glad what happened this summer for Iowa's sake because it needed to happen. They needed to get that stuff out and they needed to uh, make a change in that program. But if it results in the team not being good, Kirk Ferentz is not going to be able to survive that. I don't think we're there yet. But man, you look ahead and it, it doesn't look good. I don't see where the savior is coming at this point the defense played okay played pretty good you know it's it's hard to fault the defense on a day where the other team scores 21 points um you know Davion Nixon is a stud I mean he played fantastic Jack Kerner with that nice interception I saw somebody on Twitter you know allude to Tyler Sash it did look like that um and the defense kind of did what you would hope that they would they certainly a couple of drives in that first half where Northwestern was really kind of just pounding it and Isaiah Bowser was getting, you know, four, five, six, seven yards a clip. Uh, that was tough to watch for sure. The defensive line still doesn't get much pressure. Um, but, you know, towards the end of the game, they were they were rushing Peyton Ramsey out of the pocket and enforcing him into mistakes. Uh, so, you know, you just the defense has it wasn't perfect by any means. But you don't fault the defense in a game like this where – you're up 17 to nothing and you score 20 points. You know, last week they scored what? Three points in the second half this week. They scored none. So I guess I, I think I said earlier, they hadn't scored in the second half. They hadn't scored a touchdown in the second half, maybe in the last six, seven big 10 games. Um, and that's a trend that just has to end. I mean, you would think just the law of averages would mean it would end pretty soon. Just a disappointing game, and uh, if your expectations didn't change uh, after last week's loss at Purdue, 
uh, they've certainly changed now, unless your expectations were Iowa was going to be bad because they, they look bad right now. Um, Chauncey Golston was a beast early in the game. That was great. It was good to get Amir Smith-Marset involved right away. He had three or four catches real early, uh, and I thought that was, was a good trend. Um, obviously, it didn't didn't continue. It didn't seem to create any real chemistry between quarterback and the wide receiver, but um, you know, it was good to see them get him involved early. The end of the half... I don't know why you don't let Keith Duncan try that. I guess if if you know he doesn't have the leg or if he tells you, hey, I I can't kick that, um, then okay, I guess that's fine. Um, But if Shudak is the only guy who can kick it from that distance, whatever. But you have an All-American kicker who doesn't miss. He had a rough kick, but it went in from 47 just before that. Um, I don't know why you take your All-American uh, and really, right now, your best offensive weapon, other than your punter, Tory Taylor, who had another big game, averaged 49 yards per punt on four punts, uh, three of those inside the 20, a 58-yard long. Your two best weapons on offense right now are your, are your two kickers, your punter and your field goal kicker. And you did American field goal kicker try at the end of the half. And, you know, that turns out to be the difference of the game. Uh, again, I just don't know if it's bad play calling, if Petrus isn't seeing things. Um, if the offensive line isn't isn't blocking well, like I said, I'll, I'll let I'll let people break down the 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 film, and uh, I'm sure you'll get podcasts and articles and things like that written about what exactly happened. Uh, that's not what this podcast is. This is instant reaction. So I'm reacting to this. Um, you know, penalties. There was that killer penalty uh, late in in one of those last drives, but. It's just a bad offense. The offense is just bad, which is not what any of us expected. Uh, you hope that they're able to get it turned around, but I don't know. I don't know what you would be uh, resting your hopes on if that's how you feel. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just depressed because uh, I just wasted another beautiful Saturday afternoon watching a team that seems to have no interest in winning. That's going to just about do it. We're going to have this entire game covered uh, from all angles on HawkeyeNation.com. Check out the website. Be watching for that. I will uh, return to this podcast feed with John Miller on Monday. He and I will get together and um, talk about that game and look ahead to the Michigan State game, which, again, seems a lot harder than it did a week ago, uh, both because Michigan State looks better and because Iowa did not. Uh, and then, of course, Thursday nights on KXNO, uh, the Hawkeye Nation radio show. Joe Schmelka and myself, we usually talk to John Miller and Joe Hugan. And uh, again, we'll look back at the game, look ahead to the next game. That is on KXNO, which is 1460 AM, 106.3 FM, or anywhere on iHeartRadio. So check us out, 7 o'clock Thursday nights there. And again, stay tuned to Hawkeye Nation as we're going to have this entire game covered and this entire season covered. And we will cover basketball as well because we got that coming up. Basketball and wrestling those are happening that's something to smile about um and maybe it's good that we have a short football season we only have to watch this nine times not 12 (laughs) anyway that's it i hope you guys have a good night